practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. I was, uh, uh, did we record? Are you recording? I pressed I it over right here. now. It ain't. What? No I, clap, no I was on it. On H- the sly? Henning slinked us. What are you, Pete Holmes? For pressing record <laughs> when I was supposed to? Go ahead and That's give us a clap. <laughs> I got, we'll start with bad audio, and then people will have already turned it off because they're like, oh, bad audio episode. Jeez. I was really looking forward to this podcast everyone's been talking about. Shit audio, <laughs> shit cast. Well, and they should be because, oh, so, oh, do I have a lot of treats this episode. Here comes Georgia Harvey. Here comes Harvey Georgia. Hey, Gene hey, Steen. It's Maggie Howie. Yeah, the baby left. Hey, Meg. The baby left when she saw you coming. Take me away. (laughs) (laughs) Dirty dirt. Derf. Do you think you're going to have a, uh, like a uh, Lee Harvey Oswald esque nickname for your child? As in, what was Lee Harvey Oswald like? Include her middle name. Like, include her middle name all the time? Oh, I see. Like, I don't think so because it's too much. Like, Van Heel's already two words. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Maybe. I would say either Harvey Georgia or just her name and the last name. Because no one called me Casey Darrell. It's easy to say. Sure. But then you hit Casey Darrell Van Heel, and it's like, oh, God. Is he in trouble? Sure. No, I was thinking more like, you know. I don't know. I'm just weird with names. So maybe like a uh, Harvey Lee Van Oswalt. <laughs> that one slips <laughs> out every now and again. <laughs> oh, you're just being like shorter. folded in? Yeah, just fold. Like Harvey Ted Bundy Van Heel? Yeah, just every once in a while you get a like, <laughs> what are the other famous Harveys? Uh, Besides. Weenstein. You got a Weenstein. Screw him. Got a Weens. Let him go jerk off in front of young comedians with Louis C.K. <laughs> Ooh, throwing the gauntlet. I'm starting the gauntlet hot. No, I I have a I have a pin. It's joy work. It has somewhat to do with with uh, old uh, Louis Yankus Cock CK. Is that I uh I guess I'll pin it and then I'll unpin it and say it right now. Uh as far as the whole structure we're talking about, I do feel bad because I uh or I I I feel bad and then realization like that's the idea of this whole movement online is like you should see your own culpability even if you're not a rapist dude and that's like uh, also, when you're just like yeah. you know what Louie put your dick away that's not cool or I would like to list myself along with old Quentin Turncoat Tarantino <laughs> yeah he's on the list I'm taking him with me and I'm going on the list for defending him and what happened? Did he come out and, and scumbag it? He didn't scumbag it, but he came out and Ashley sent me the article because we had that conversation on the podcast. But Ashley and I also, off mic, had the same like, well, I wonder what Quentin Tarantino's thinking. Because sure. Kevin Smith was one of the first people to be like, this is horrifying. Yeah. And it's terrible. And here's So a bunch Quentin of Tarantino money. finally came out and was like, I... I would be lying if I didn't say I knew this was happening. I really wish I would have said something sooner. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then you read the article and I was just like, you, I just hit that point where I was like, 
you can't keep justifying it. You just have to accept that you fucked up. Oh, because, because he really like, knew a lot? Well, he knew it to the point of when he was first starting out, he was dating Mira Sorvino. Oh, yeah. And old, old yeah. Weinstein had a hard old weenie steeny for her and was like going after her. And Quentin Tarantino's response was like, well, she told me about it. I just figured it stopped after we started dating. Old Weenie Steenie had a hardini for Miri Sorvini. He did indeed. Uh, that sucks. So, and then I was like, oh, okay. And then, you know, he made every single movie he's made with Harvey Weinstein. That's yeah. true. Yeah, so there's your culpability. And I, like, I was I saying- was like, at some point, like, I would like to think I would have put my foot down and been like, well- we have a contract. I'll finish it out, but I don't know. So I was like, "Oh, then you made every movie with after that because you could have just been like, you know, we don't work together anymore." Yeah, I don't know. And there's probably if that's the shit he's willing to just knowing myself as a uh, a wheat sack full of condoms or whatever we we say <laughs> is uh, a wheat paste condom. <laughs> uh, the things you're willing to admit tend to be the lesser of the evils you know what i mean there might be some other shit that he's like no 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 his his inner monologue at the conversation was like all right i can say the mira sorvino stuff but this other stuff let's just keep that one tight in the chest there's that line in the sand and then there's that line just past that line in the sand what you're willing to admit to Barbara Walters so that people will just be like, oh my god, he did this, and then they'll stop talking about it. Hmm. Oh, yeah, well- But here. so there's, like, so much more past that line that you'll give. You're like, I'll give the masses a little. I'll chum the water. I'll, I'll scumbag, I'll scumbag myself. Uh, <laughs> that analogy doesn't float unless you're trying to- Because <laughs> chumming the water will only <laughs> make the sharks circle quicker. Is the analogy right, the, flawed? Well, you were saying chum the water in an in an attempt to cover yourself. You get him to you get him to bite on that hook. Yeah, you get him on that hook, Henning. Have you seen Jaws? They're trying to get Jaws with the first hook, and then and then they stop. The the shark the shark stops going after you. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you got to put out. You got to put out the detractors. Somebody else was doing that shit. Distraction. That was just like I'll I'll give him a little taste here. Oh, it was um. It, it was Kevin Hart fucked up. I, I'm telling you, by the way, for good or bad, for whatever it is, I mean, I guess there's only good, but if you're like, this is the start. It, no, this is only good. If if my theory is correct, this is, it's not the start, but this is the catalyst. This is a moment where you can look back. It's interesting that some millennial hashtag movement, but I feel like this is a moment where you can look back and where it's like that, like, like boiling point where it's like fuck this it's either equality or it's i'm you're chum in the water like everything is fucking out the window you're done like every like like david cross like there's points oh yeah like he got in trouble for saying ching chong bing bong to some comic uh and and then she was like what did you say and he's like what are you gonna do karate chop me yeah that's the report and then his response, you you don't know what to believe because you don't want to victim, you don't want to uh, not believe the victim. There's a terminology there. 
where he was like, I would never just say ching chong bing bong to somebody unless I was playing a stupid redneck character and it was taken out of context. I'm like, God, I've seen him play that redneck character so much. I know. Say the ching chong bing bong. And it's so out of character for him just to. Of what he said. And I could hear him saying it and went, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen enough Mr. Show. Like, I could hear his character doing that assholey thing. Yeah. But, you know, this person didn't take it that way. You had such a... Okay, that particular one was such a fine line, because if she didn't pick up the accent on the first (laughs) Ching Chong, Bing Bong, or whatever you said. At least I was, you couldn't see it on the podcast. I was using quote, air quotes when I was saying the Henning CB, pulled his CB. eyes back. Oh my God. He's like Aristotle Onassis Look at these taping Christmas his eyes trees. to the side. Do you have a muscular <laughs> disease, Henning? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I had no point. You had a point. I just spiced you. Sorry. Oh, Henning's hashtag Henning2 with the numeral 2 because he's got to be cool. Henning peace. <laughs> Henning peace sign, which means to <laughs> go too far. Henning V. Uh, he apologized. His wife apologized personally to Charlene Yee. And so, I don't know. Water under the bridge, you say? It's done for me. Yeah. Water under. Uh, uh, sorry. I was going <laughs> to say the something spice about bridge. the River Kwai. River Kwai. Yes. Nice. Sorry. Yeah, there you did. <laughs> yeah. Uh,. No, I was going to say, uh, like, in, but, like, that's the idea is, like, do better, speak up, stop, like, broing out. And then I was like, all right, well, you, your responsibility is to think about your own life. And I was like, oh, there you go. Take it a microcosm. I'm not, I'm not Quentin Tarantino looking the other way with, uh, uh, old Harvey Greenstein groping his girlfriend, but I used to work yeah. at a bar with, like, the most chauvinist people in the world to the point of, when I would get an application, somebody would hand me an application. Oh, God. Yeah. And part of the numbers. requirement was turn that over and write a one to ten on what she looks like. And oh, so I, I got. Like, oh, my God. And I should have just said what? no and not written zero. anything down. Just to save these people from this fucking place. Yeah. I should have uh, just wrote zeros down, today. Right. Because it's it was horrendous, but instead I just Wait, always wrote an eight down. What she? Like, What's with all these eights? What does eight mean? It's like I don't know. Look pretty normal. What's up? I miss I missed something. So she, as what far, she looked like? What do you mean? Yeah. So yes. you're not supposed to hire somebody based on their oh, attractiveness. You're doing applications. Yeah, that's you're, you're not, That's that's why you ask law. for a headshot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So many headshots given at the bar. It's a scumbaggy thing to do, and that's what he wanted you to do when you took an application. And therefore, complicit in the socio-normative structure, Henning, when I wasn't, stuff your application, bruh. Don't be a chauvy. <laughs> Don't be an anchovy. <laughs> or you should be an an anchovy. Anchovy. Oh, anti-chauvy. Anti-chauvy. Trademarked. God, we need to make anti-Chauvy shirts, Henning, with a little Chauvy can with famous feminists in it, all all, all bunched up together, little snug and nestled in their Chauvy beds. Anti-Chauvy. Wouldn't you, put, wouldn't you want to put the Chauvies in the can, though? Oh, because you're anti-Chauvy. Together, greasy and salty yes. in the can. Yeah. Anti-Chauvy, yeah. Weinstein. Weensies and uh, Cosby's. 
Cosby. And yep. And who's a Shelby? I mean, so many. He hasn't been brought in front of the court, unfortunately. Who, Louis oh. C.K. in there? Louis Jerky K. He's got a big old I think so. gob on his We gotta chin. put him on notice. He's gotta answer for his crimes. He is on notice. Oh, and that's where I was gonna say, too. This he, is one yeah. more where I was just like, uh, more in disbelief than I didn't believe. But essentially, if you think about it, it's basically I didn't believe. So somebody, a comic, of course I wouldn't say her name, told me a couple months ago, she's like, we were talking about comedy. And she's like, you know, Louis C.K. will uh, like kind of corner people in the green rooms, like especially young women comics and jerk off in front of them and threaten them if they if Jesus. threaten them uh if they ever talk about it, that they'll never work again. I was like, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Louis C.K., that's the weirdest rumor. He's not like, even big enough. He sounds but like that's my thing. It was like, oh. Big I'm just physically? saying he's playing with fire because he's not Harvey Weinstein big. I'm not saying that justifies it. I'm just saying like, where the fuck did in your fucking crazy little brain were you like, yeah, I think I can get away with this. He is pretty big in the comedy world. He is pretty. He's like, yeah. he is comedy, right? Yeah, he's I big. don't. I mean, I know he is, but for like. 10 years. That strikes me as like that old school, like him becoming what he hates the most. Like that strikes me as the old comedy, comedy, you know, club scene where it's like old Chuck Chuckle Huts. You ever want to work at a laugh, Laughigans again? You'll let me shoot one on your sandal. (laughs) Henning, stop erasing Harvey Weinstein in the anti-Shovey and drawing Casey in there for his CK (laughs) apologists. I'm not apologizing. I'm just saying, like, uh, like I can't put myself in his brain. Like, holy shit. Like, the age we live in, I, the different avenues for you being like, you're never going to make it if it's not for me. And it's like, fuck you. I'll make a web series. Like, I don't need you. You're not an avatar. I was going to say kind of the opposite of you. Like, why would you, if you're this big and have so much to lose, what makes you think you could get away with it? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is like, his mind, like, how, like... It, that's what I was like. How do you think you can get away with it? That's And so that's all of those conversations ran in my head for my response to go, I just don't believe that that because he just seems like too much of a reasonable person to just. He has he has money. He's, he's got tons of money. Go and buy yourself a hooker and. That's what I mean. Like, and he's not a sh- he's not afraid of Why saying, like, I'll just young, buy a hooker. Young comedians. Right. Yeah. He's not. He's never like, shied away from how weird sexuality is, but like the predatory nature of that act guy. is weird. He's not like he's a guy with money, but he's not like the president of an insurance company. Whereas if word gets out, he, he doesn't affect his livelihood. Right. Right. It does if he gets arrested and crosses the line. He's, but like Louis C.K. is only an entertainer like his livelihood is dependent on how people see and perceive him now does this all shift back to the ultimate predator like like because now this conversation is so big what's that edmund kemper <laughs> barack obama no <gasps> yes yes he was jerking off in front of Ted Kennedy's casket gets off on it. He puts out the external flame, internal flame, every night with an old dollop, dollop of POTUS cream. 
Um, sorry, just sorry you can hear that. the sizzle at the White House. <laughs> well, that's like that's like the when the national anthem plays on the old timey television. Oh, it's time for Washington D.C. to go to bed. Obama put <laughs> Obama out the flame. On- <laughs> uh, no, uh, what I meant was this conversation was happening and went away incredibly quick when the exact same shit came out with Donald Trump and he got elected president. And I know Hillary was yanking cranks, but mm-hmm. but literally the exact – if you think about even more so, the amount of charges harbored against Donald Trump. Leveled against. Leveled against leveled, Donald Trump yeah. with the evidence. Harvey Weinstein got in trouble because, one, he got accused, and then, two, the audio evidence came out. Donald Trump, the audio evidence came out, and then all the people accusing him came out, and it disappeared. It's still gone. But that by, was that was hypothetical. By the audio evidence, you mean grabbing peas? Him and Billy grabbing Bush. Peas. Billy Bush. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. He wasn't confessing to actually committing a crime. He was just saying, "When you're this famous, you can you can yank on a couple peas and keep drawing that beard in the anti-Chauvy <laughs> line for Casey." Uh, yeah. Are you saying you're apologizing? Did you for see the my hat talk? No, that's what, yeah, like. But, I mean, uh, you should hold him accountable for, like, talking like an asshole. The other but... side of the evidence is just, it, you know, enough women coming out about him and, and Donald Trump certainly has that part of it. So I don't know why. What a dink. I mean, <laughs> put him in the show. V. He's not <laughs> he dink. should be in the show. V. He's not a good guy. No. Well, he's, we not, he's, a, he's not even a show. V. <laughs> he's a pickled oyster. But he's releasing all the JFK files. Yeah. All right. I was talking to Henning about that last night, and I don't know how to feel about it because you know, Casey, that I've always been a bit of a Kennedy assassination file. And like when those files got released like 10 years ago, it was exciting. So this is the last batch. But of course, it has to be fucking Donald Trump to release it. And I know why he's releasing it. They told him not to. I know why he's doing it because what a beautiful detractor because it cools him up. Oh, totally. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's the cool thing to do. Like, I'm going to finally let it all loose. And it's like, but all this other shit's going on. So like he gets. If he gets further in trouble, I'm saying UFO. That's on the table. <laughs> what it, He has to keep releasing stuff more and more. The, that the will make him the coolest <laughs> dude in history. And yeah. let's say he's a one term president. If he keeps getting in trouble and releases all the JFK oh, stuff, yeah. we don't know what it's going to be. It'll probably be redacted to death. But he does that and UFO stuff. Like that's all it's going to say in the history book is like Donald Trump had a you know his presidency was under quite a quite a storm, but he released the JFK. You know, like he just needs that. That's all he wants is that like buzzword attached to his name. And yeah. we can we can say good job on this for at least uh keeping one campaign promise like trying to be more transparent or whatever anti-shobi. but anti-shobi. still calling the worst president ever the worst one of the worst people ever we're all gonna end up in that can can recommend this episode we can recognize when he eventually he's no james buchanan james buchanan a presidential bachelor <laughs> wink wink nudge nudge gender you, norms heteronorms what do you mean confirmed bachelor <laughs> what did i say presidential bachelor <laughs> he's a confirmed presidential bachelor yeah they say old jamesy b was a was a b lover 
brother lover? Brother lover. Brother lover. California brother. He was Before a California, California was California. I think he was from Tinderhook or something, but whatever. <laughs> or that was Marty Van Buren. Um, yeah, they said he was, you know, bachelor. He was gay. And back then, their euphemism for gay was just confirmed bachelor. Batch. All the way back then? Oh, I'd yeah. Confirmed, confirmed bachelor was maybe. He was never married, was he? Uh, no. Really? First first okay. guy in the White House. Oh, my God. Casey, you have no idea how close, so how well you're leading me down the path of 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 a stack of beauties that Am I, I have Am I out of the anti-show anti- no- V10 yet? <laughs> you're, you're slinking your way out like uh, whatever that creature was coming out of the ooze with that tail. I'm like Muddy Mud Skipper from Ren and Stimpy. I'm going to skip out of that. <laughs> I... Uh, I so as we talked about last episode or two episodes ago with me moving, digging through the old files, finding stuff should be thrown yeah. away, should be burned, but sure, you know maybe first I'll make a nice little neat stack next to my microphone in case I need to have something to talk about. <laughs> sure enough, right, yeah. I got a few things. The stack is up to your chin. Oh yeah. <laughs> I this mean, is, this is beyond digging into the hot rod god folder. This is this, un- underneath. Yeah, the, this is under the hot rod. The this is the bookshelf gusty where under, the yeah, exactly. Oh man, god this holders. is the nether regions. Hot rod. <laughs> oh my god, you guys! I don't know why I've never seen it up until now. Have you guys ever seen the movie Ghoulies? What? Yes, <laughs> I've seen the cover at least. You never that seen the movie in in the like the. A basketball jersey coming out of the toilet? Yeah, of course. The best, one of the best movie covers of all time. But I no finally idea. clicked play because it's streaming on Amazon. Ghoulies one and two. Ooh, double feature. Joy. Is that, a, is that a monster basketball team? To the work. Not. <laughs> no, that's Ghoulies three. Get on it. Uh, it is amazingly bad. It's like. Uh, there's a lot of like Satanists. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but let's just say, you know, you guys are artists. You have a lot of respect for the craft of many things, and I know you have respect for the craft of uh, creature making ship. What would you call it? Yeah, puppetry. Crafts yeah, practical ship, effects. Practical yes. effects. Let's like Gremlins. Wonderful practical effects. I think they or hold up. the thing. The thing. Wonderful practical effects. Mm-hmm. Well, Ghoulies. Uh, is. I think they literally just like added a little more paint to those uh, hand puppets they were giving out at uh, uh, Pizza Hut for a while for Eureka's oh, the, famous castle. Eureka's or castle, or yeah. perhaps the Land Before Time. Yes, the Land Before Times. Eureka's castle. They were so bad. The best ghoulie is the one jumping out of the toilet seat, drawn by hand on the cover. <laughs> Anyways, I still can't recommend it enough. That's a, a little October recommendation. But we pinned presidential stuff. We're talking about who was it? James E. B. Uh, James, James Buchanan, yeah. confirmed bachelor. I found one of the first assignment. Well, the seventh assignment I wrote when I went back to school. Uh, this would have been when I was twenty-eight, twenty-nine. Uh, yeah, care to. Care, it's like six the, years ago, maybe? Yeah, something like that. And uh, I'm as sharp as I ever was. Care, <laughs> care for me to reach it, it? Read it? It's a speech 
from the as given by Abraham Lincoln. What's the title of it, Henning? (laughs) (laughs) Lincoln log with log spelled like the end of dialogue. Very good. It's oh, a Lincoln log. Log. Oh, oh words. Yes. <laughs> if that's an indicator of what we're about to get here. And I don't know, because I just read the... It's like Black Rage. and pin Head it. of the <laughs> class? Also pinhead of the class, because I have a, a fatty Dennis. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right, I like Speaking that. Speaking of Weinstein. All right, let me see the... Well, I'll read the grade How I got. How is it like Black Rage? What was that? What's that? How is it like Black Rage? Lincoln log? Yeah. Oh no, pin Black Rage because I have some information. Okay, a Black Rage report. I you said. Uh, report, apology, whatever you want to call it. We'll, <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> Lots to talk about. Hey, did we introduce the podcast? Nope, no. Chauvy one. <laughs> Anti Chauvy, I mean. H bomb. Howdy. Chauvy. I'll take the full Chauvy, <laughs> Casey. He took the full Chauvy. <laughs> That's a fun word, Chauvy. Oh my god! Uh, all right, Lincoln log. What does Abraham Lincoln say? We don't really jerk know. practice podcast presents Han Frywald's the Lincoln log. So, guys, if you want to transcribe this out there, I'm not offended if you take it in for an audition piece. Just make if sure you guys want to get an A, just start typing. I didn't get an A, but my, I got the grade of good. <laughs> thanks col- thanks community college a solid g i got a solid g and then so this professor is an alcoholic for real like an active functional one just red faced gin nosed had a cane for no reason other than he had to whittle to his way on. into class he the first time we had so the i guess i should set it up this this was a great class it was called the new york theater experience classic oh, lib anti chauvy like mm-hmm. class where it's like you go to plays in New York and then write papers discussing them. It was awesome. I remember you talking about this class because you saw some real doozies as I oh, recall. Oh, I have a playbill from one of them, the one I'm sure I told you about. Unfortunately, I gave the, the verbatim play away, but uh, for those of you out there, you'll be glad I, I talk about it. But before that, uh, so the first time I went out to see the play, he only came with us one time to a play and he got so drunk that he interrupted the first act and he was kind of a lumbering yes. fella and he had to like lumber out and kind of stop the play. And then he just left, disappeared. And of course we saw him class the next week. He was one of those guys this, like, kind of like, um, this was a play his students were putting on. No, no, it was just a play at the, uh, a field trip for forget his which theater it was. It was one of the independent theaters downtown. So but, he would just like get the, the paper out and throw darts at what was showing. Cause what you told me was like, they were like not even off Broadway, no, but like yeah. off, off Bedford plays. Yes. Deep, deep, deep New York plays. <laughs> um, but he was like the guy I was trying to think like the Donald Sutherland from uh, was he in Animal House? Like Animal the House, cool professor. Yeah, he was, so he'd yeah. still show up to class and be like, "Tell me about the play," you know. And so yeah, he didn't he wouldn't even acknowledge he missed it. No, yeah. of course not. He didn't think he he was blacked out, but he would he'd acknowledge this baby. All right, so this with, was assignment a number seven. I was gonna say I don't know what Lincoln sounded like, but that's let's just not. Let's just let's just relish in the words here. Think what you will of me. Think what you wish of me. 
Think of me as the great emancipator. Or do not. (laughs) (laughs) It is... Cool. Got it. Great. (laughs) Four more years. Four more years. (laughs) Four score more. Ooh, nice, Hen. It is of no consequence to me. Ask me if I care about the state of the Negro. Ask me about my science. Ask me of phrenology. Better yet, ask me to define the superior race, and in my answer you'll find that what I've given you is the true American race. God's race. The great Anglo-Saxon race. This is getting poignant. This is getting spicy. If the issue of a lesser man's freedom may impede the continuation of the unionization of this, our great American race, then I should feel us failed. It would be a failure in this great experiment of democracy. Moreover, a failure to expunge the blood of our founder's sacrifice from our hands and feet like that of a child failing a father. Hell, I'd send them all back. If I could take a ride, let's see. If I could take ride on the ocean of our young history, I would go back and turn every last ship away. Do we, as the masters of our race, not feel obligated as those equipped with God's great intellect and wisdom to watch over those created with less thereof? Do we not feel the necessity to govern a people which we deem ungovernable upon themselves? Well, call me a ruffian. Call me the rail splitter from the country bumpkin campaign. You may even call me an ape. Yes, call me the ape, as you see me in Thomas Nast's illustrations. But whatever you may call me, please, if you could, call me right in the eyes of history. Ooh. Giving it to Lincoln. But he's saying he would turn back the ships if he could turn back time. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you're right. That's good. So is that good? What did I write? I have no idea. You wrote, I, I think it's good. It's like a good, like, what was in his head. Like, he admits he's a fool. Like, he admits he may have been wrong, but he, if he could turn back the ships, he would. Oh, but, so yeah, that was my idea. Because they're, 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 everybody's like, Lincoln freed the slaves, but Rinkin, Rinkin. Rinkin. What, what were we saying before, a, lot, a couple episodes ago? Uh, Linker, the stinker. Elephant Pinker. Uh, <laughs> it was like a new historical smut. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, smut, yeah. No, they're still like, Lincoln freed the slaves, but Lincoln was also a white supremacist. Yeah. In the true fashion of the word, right? He thought he thought he was superior. Ask the classic line, think of me as a great emancipator. Or do not. Or do not. That's I mean, you got a good. You That's got a good words. on it. It is? No. <laughs> oh, no. Really? no, 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 no. That's the Hans Lincoln log. channeled the spirit of Lincoln into this Lincoln log. Daniel Day Lewis, that shit. All right, so Lincoln log, throw it in the fire. It's 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 sealed in the jerk practice amber of posterity. Oh man! Now, since we are on that, I was telling you, Casey, about these plays I saw, and I found yeah a play I saw called For Rent. It is a um, Turkish play. And this was the craziest play I've ever seen. You got to look it up. It's a little bit of a deep cut. But this play takes place in a park in Istanbul. That's in Turkey, right? In Istanbul. Mm-hmm. And it's yes. like uh, it's like that section of the park, you know, like the weird after hours sex park. 
Gotcha. Right. So I'm watching this. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's interesting. It was it was actually done at my school, LaGuardia Community College, and so the production was a little weak, a little jerk practicey. Yes, the a little performances a little. Loud, a little rough, a little Lincoln logish, and uh, but also like, like the the lead dropped out. It was like straight out of uh, um, waiting for Guffman. The lead dropped off, so the teacher or one of the heads of the drama department stepped in. So it was all these kids, and then this guy, this actor who's about 30 years their senior, but playing Thespian. like a 20 year old kid, trying literally trying to look the none of everybody just dressed normal. Cause it was like kids, poor kids in an Istanbul in a park in Istanbul. They're all addicted to heroin. They're selling their bodies for sex, this and that. So they looked a little ratty, but he, it was like Michael Scott. He rolled in <laughs> cuff jeans, boots with a buckle on them. <laughs> Black grease leather jacket with like the collar oh pop, God. and he came in backwards baseball cap. Yeah, like hey guys, it really was like he was trying to like put a sting on the park, and everybody that, knew he was the wig he's wearing. So like Bob Odenkirk when he does the cartwheel, the wig falls off. Oh yeah, exactly. He's like what exactly. with those kids today? <laughs> so I'm like, what is going on? And then what? Ha- it takes an amazing turn. Spoilers for those of you out there. And this guy is. Um, being abused at the park, so he kills this guy with a half knife, half dildo, which was the Ooh, most amazing looking prop ever. Knife dough. Be- was it a homemade knife dildo? It was homemade in the sense that they didn't make the dildo. Only Casey, you've made the ultimate homemade dildo. I wish it was <laughs> well, still yes. around, but uh, <laughs> except for didn't Greg say he like. Anytime we made he, a dildo, oh, Greg's like, I put it in my ass last night. I had to see how much farther I could get it. I was like, God damn because it, Greg. He had, he, because he had a real one. Yes, he had because a real we, one. Like, I, made, I made a fake dildo to use because I was like, I'm not going to spend money no, on a not. dildo. And it was like, once we brought it up, he was like, so I bought a dildo for that sketch, guys. And we're like, we don't need it. We made one. He's like, eh, but I got it at home under my bed if you guys need it. Are you trying we it? never knew if he was joking because he was like... <laughs> Guys, we gotta get this dildo out of my house. I keep, <laughs> yeah. I keep looking at it. It's like the telltale heart. He kept like, I, I, I'm just gonna do something with this dildo. I can't. It's speaking to me. Oh yeah. Well, you know, it's it, it's there. You wanna, you know, you spent the money. But uh, so they didn't make <laughs> the dildo part homemade, but they just attached a knife to like their dildo budget was too much. That's all I'm gonna say because they yeah. bought the biggest dildo, old. New York sex scene had that's your mistake. That's where they get you. That one's always up front. That one's always because you're like that's what you gotta get. The conversation you gotta get the. It's what gets you in the store. The fist gets you in the store. The rubber fist. (laughs) All the wobbly people actually buy it. I've never sold a fist. I sold (laughs) the big old double sided uh, dark one. But uh, <laughs> the double dark donger, <laughs> the Milky the Way midnight, <laughs> full of full of sweet steel screams. Uh, sorry, that was deep and too specific, and just everybody's uncomfortable now. So, anyways, they make the knife dild, yeah, by and, and attaching a knife by to attaching it. a knife to a dildo. That's you know, hey man, right. that's honesty for you. Make it real, mm-hmm. but. It was so big, 
that like the actor hadn't per- performed his craft long enough. You got if you're gonna work with a dildo that's 13 inches long, work with it offset a little bit. Couldn't control you spend it. Some time with it. If you're gonna be in a, if you're gonna star in a movie with a horse, you gotta spend some time with the horse. Pet it, get feed it some <laughs> apples, get get it used to you. Let it, you know it's gotta get comfortable with it. You gotta get comfortable with it. So it was literally dildos like, can smell your fear. Yeah, yeah, smell smell the back of my hand. So it was literally like it had no control over. It was flopping all over. It was hitting him like. You know, it, it was out of control. But then... With a knife? With a shoddily knife. Shoddily taped to the end of it, so that might go flying off at any point. Great tattoo, by the way. But <laughs> uh, the, get rid of the large, real dildo, and now bring in some art for Rent, please. That's the name of the play. Because the third act, a new character was introduced. Knifey dildo the person? Knifey dildo the person. So it was just... A person dressed up as a dildo that represented essentially like the, um, I don't know, somebody's fears or their guilt after killing somebody with a knifey dildo. So it's like. So if it was animated, like in a movie, this would have been an animated knifey dildo that's like, hello, everyone. Yeah, this dildo didn't speak, but it was an animated dildo. It was like Grimace with just like a big dildo with little feet, like hobbling it around. And I had to sit there biting the inside of my cheek in school going, what am I doing? I just went back to school. What am I watching? Why is nobody sitting next to me that's like. (laughs) You know, losing their mind as well. It was an amazing time because you know how good it is when, like, you have to laugh, but you're not allowed to laugh. That's like you some can't, of the best. Yeah. That's some, like, maybe one of the best feelings in the world because it's just so uh, yeah. uncontrollable. So I just got to watch this. You got all the situations are falling into place. Cool teacher taking lead role, cocked collar. He's acting across a dildo, taking it a bit too seriously. <laughs> Uh, I've got my drunken teacher to the side, stroking his beard, like analyzing it like he's goddamn Donnie Hamlet over there. It's like everything was insane. And then I had to write, you know, I had to write a story about it. And I'm, I should have pulled that out. But maybe, maybe for future posterity, when I have to clean off a computer 30 years from now, I'll go, oh, my analysis. Uh, What's dildo pun I can use for the title? Dill do or dill don't. <laughs> so there it is. There's my uh, descriptor of old. Uh, oh boy! Oh boy! For man. rent, the name of that play. For rent. If you want to check it out, I could only find it in a. I fucking bought it. Could only find it in a compilation of uh, of of Tur- <laughs> I bought like a fifty dollar book, a compilation of Turkish. Com, 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 <laughs> contemporary plays. <laughs> oh, oh my god! They make you buy so much bullshit in school. They make you yeah, waste so all much those money. other plays. I just want the one. I just want the one. They're like, hey, hey, hey! We oh, can't yeah. buy that play for everybody. Look at our n- <laughs> knife dildo budget. We're way over here, and we got to pay I, for I mean, a little hot shot popped collar to have his. You know, his uh, rider taken care of. (laughs) No, I will say the one benefit is like one year of art school. I mean, you got to pay to keep those books, but like I still have my art history book. 
because it costs really? fifty dollars and it's it's as wide as the palm of my hand. How often have you opened it in the last? Eh, it just sits on a shelf in my parents' house. Oh, you <laughs> dumped it on them. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I kept my because Hennig and I had the same three D animation class. I kept my Maya book for ten years oh because God. I was like, well, I paid sixty dollars for this book. <laughs> what's what's and it was like Jesus. five generations out of date. So it's like useless. Is it a software book, Maya? Yes, yeah, it is. The software you use to I use to animate everything. Still, it's still it's, it's the still industry applicable standard. Yeah. Is Casey's version two still applicable? Probably. Yeah, we were on. Casey should have sold that. One point three, two point oh, and it's on. I think I gave it to somebody because they're like, oh, "I want to get an animation." I was like, "You want a book?" I was pretty good. <laughs> you got to buy a computer and the software, but here's a book. Date. Yeah. Nothing goes out of date faster than how to use this software, Excel, whatever. Right, exactly. All those books. I was I got rid of a lot of books. Like as far as school books, they just oh, and I threw out so all those all those job. good graded papers. They're all in the oh, trash. Man. Some hobos taking credit for my Lincoln log <laughs> for my grade good. <laughs> hey, Jeebus, here, Lincoln <laughs> log. You get it? You get it? <laughs> I wrote this. <laughs> oh my god! Don't have much, but I got that G. I got so much. So like, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to take over. Like my mother sends me. I don't know if you have mothers that send the old classic clippings. From nope, just you. Yep. <laughs> so like from the hometown, which makes it so on. much better. Of course. But one of these clippings was so specific that I was like, all right, that's quite, uh, and and it's actually pretty cool, but I was like, this is the front page of the Watertown Public Opinion, and it, it it's, it's not me to, like, judge or anything, but it's like, because it's sweet, like, it's a good gig to land, but this was like, this is where we're from, like, woo, then, like. La Tida, because it's former Clear Lake, man. That Clear Lake is right. a uh, town right outside Small of where we grew up. Smaller town. Lands roll in Mall Cop 2. Front Ooh, page. Paul, hmm? Paul Blart? Or Paul is this Blart. another Mall Cop unofficial? No, this is part two. His is this the is... Turkish Mall Cop? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should see the size of that uh, dildo segue in Mall Cop. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Should give this guy credit where credit's due. His name's Leaf. I, you know what? Oh. Right away, as I say that first name, although my Leif. name's Hans, but I think this guy's a transplant. Hollywood transplant. Oh, they're taking our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> His name's Leaf Gantvort. G A N T V O O R T. That name mean? stands out, though. He came from. Hollywood to just get this role in, in the Midwest. Oh, it says That's he was raised in Clear Lake, but I don't buy it. Gantvort sounds like a like sounds a, like a Twin Cities man to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Um, it sounds like a character in the Fargo TV show. Like he should yeah. be running a crime family opposite. Oh, the old Gantvorts. Yeah. Hey, old fed my cousin to this the hogs. Old Gantvort was, uh, he played a thief in the Amazing Spider-Man movie. You probably know this guy, Case. Reach out. 
I'm sure that's why my mom elbows. sent it. She's like, you yeah. want me to get his email so I can bust <laughs> this guy's chops who's actually hustling? He's like, who are you? But I, I live in New York. We're from around the same place. When I have a coffee, talk about Mall Cop. And I would. I'd love to talk about Mall Cop. I saw the first one in the theater. Mall yeah. Cop 1. No, that, uh-huh. It's funny that you Before mentioned you that because um, it was like you – know, like, uh, you know this, Hans, but my mom is like a, a beautician. She's a hairstylist in our, our hometown. So she kind of is like – she has her finger on the pulse because she knows everybody. Right. Because people come through and they just shoot the shit. All the hot goss. All the hot goss. She's got all the connects. The hot goss so about she, the goss? Hot goss about the goss. Come down to the goss. That's their, their mailing letter is the goss. Oh, really? Hot goss. <laughs> uh, the goss is the name of an opera house in Watertown where like right. all the shows come through. <laughs> nice. So, like any cool uh, bebop revival band from oh yeah, <laughs> from from Ames, Iowa, hits town, <laughs> and it's an event. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually pretty cool. But like uh, that traveling I acapella the, group from North Dakota, I certainly have all the playbills from all the shows stacked up. Want me to give you their emails? Anyways, go ahead. But it, the, the, no, so it's funny that you say that because my mom like. When we were living in Minneapolis and when I was in, in college, she she knew a woman through the hair and she was like, you got to you got to reach out to this kid named Co- Cody, Cody's wig. OK, because he yeah. was living in he was living in Hollywood and like he was like Wes Craven's assistant and he would like help make Cider House rules. And I was just like, I don't I mean, I can like she was like, I got his email from his mom, like reach out. And I was like, I don't have any reason to talk to this guy because yeah. he like i don't have anything to offer him and neither does he. he's like you're a, a college kid going to art school and you want to do sketch comedy like he's like i can't help you like right. i can't even help myself like i'm getting coffees for wes craven like so it's like i'm not gonna do it and she was always like on my butt about reaching out to him and it just got to the point where it was like you know what i just don't want to bother him so she's like okay and then a few months later, I found out she knew somebody who was interning at Conan O'Brien. Oh, really? And I was like, you're foisting me on this guy who like gets <laughs> ring dings and glazed donuts for the guy who puts Freddie's makeup on. But like, you knew someone who worked for Conan O'Brien. Uh, I feel um, like she was holding back the hot leads. I think. That was a hot lead. Uh, spoiler, Cody's wig spoiler. Rest in priest. Pre- rest in priest. No priests are resting old Wes Craven. He's straight down with the sodomites. Uh, but uh, rest in peace, Wes Craven. I think old Cody's wig is like kind of like a mover and shaker in the old. I think he's like a legit produce, producer now. But meanwhile, that poor intern at Conan, Conan is being held in the corner by Louis C.K. right now <laughs> as he jerks off onto his kids. <laughs> you catch it. You catch it and you save it. You catch it and throw it back in my face. <laughs> oh, that's like that story we heard about. I forget what New York baseball player. All the inside dirt about. The, if you're a celebrity, never have sex again. Just don't. It will come back to. And it, it cut back to me. This guy's a pro ball player. And it made its way down the weird Plinko line. Dink, 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 dink. Through yeah. the, the chain of uh, social importance. Relevant people, yeah. Down <laughs> through the gutter grates to me and the Ninja Turtles as I lap up this gossip as I sit in filth. And it was this guy. Uh, I played like first base. I don't even need to say his name. 
I don't want to spread any more rooms, okay? No more rumors. <laughs> but he... Rumors from the sewer? <laughs> that should be my new segment. Welcome to Rumors from the Sewer. I don't know who that character is. It's got to be like a cool Ninja Turtle, like laid it's back It's Rat dude. or Scrat. I heard do, uh, that uh, this year, do, do Jason su- Giambi. What's that? Do a Subway Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. Well, that that's Ooh, you, yeah. you got to be my side man at Subway right. Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. What's the deal with sewer segments? <laughs> sewer segments. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, so this, anyways, this ball player, they're like, well, he makes, tell me if I got this right, Casey, but he makes women sign the non-disclosure agreement, which apparently didn't work, and then he has sex with them, ejaculates on their backs, but makes sure to eat up all the ejaculate. Ew. Yeah, he's one of those. A kink. That's kinky. That's real Hence kinky. Hence the non-disclosure. Yeah. Disclose. He's got a... Cleaning up He's got a safe face for the bros in the locker room. Sure. Hey, your breath stinks. Boom, gotcha. <laughs> hey, boom, gotcha. Sewer segment. Um, and then that poor guy, the, the the bat boy or the lowest guy in the totem pole is always getting yogurt slung on his back to... Soup's on, freak. <laughs> get him prepared. Stop throwing shit on my bare back. Hot I can't yogurt. take any more showers. Oh, God. So do you think when that person, they're like, oh my god, it's great, it's a special type of person that's just going to sleep with a ball player because they're a ball player, and they're like, yeah, sure, I'll sign it, I know what we're both in for. And then when that happens, do you think they're like, oh, slurping this stuff up like jello in the blob. That's a bit odd. It's a bit odd. I don't know if it's as odd as we think it is. And how do we get on it? Oh, yeah, so if you're a fine. He's... It's fine. He's uh, cleaning up after himself, at least. I think it, Welcome it's to the big can, ego. Henning. That guy's so, got such a big head, he's got to even eat his own semen. Doesn't want to get that seed out there? That becomes competition. <gasps> That's like Bill Gates. That's a Musk move to me. Oh, yeah. No, Musk, like, Musk just does his thing, has him sign the non-disclosure agreement, and then makes makes them right. disappear if you know what i mean i'm like not hh Holmes style i'm just saying and if i say any cool ideas for new technology while i'm having sex oh yeah you can't run i'm away. gonna slurp Those them off your back your ideas are mine too i figured out a way to make the ocean power the moon <laughs> you're dead <laughs> <laughs> doesn't the ocean already power the moon by the tides uh, it's vice versa man it, i suppose Moon powers that we gotta flip it, flip yeah, the switch. Other way around. Oh, so the ocean makes the moon, the moon go round. That sounds like some <laughs> stupid stoner switch. trippy song. <laughs> and the ocean makes the moon go round. What's <laughs> black <laughs> is <laughs> white. <laughs> get out of town. <laughs> get out of here, really Peter an, Paul it's and an Gary. Anti, it's an anti-war, Peter Paul and Gary. <laughs> That's what it used to be. We got to get rid of Gary, man. He doesn't get how the tides work. <laughs> He's too busy slurping his essence off of people's backs. Get yeah, him essence, out of here. Exactly. No, he just slurps it off his own chest. <laughs> Makes a moon. Gary, I think you have a drinking problem. I think you got a moon problem. The moon <laughs> makes the ocean go by. <laughs> Gary! <laughs> 
Peter, Paul, and Gary. Oh, that's so yeah, stupid. But he's friends with Bob Dylan. We can't get rid of him. Oh, yeah, that's their in. He's the, he gets the uh, ring dings for Bobby D. <laughs> Gary's our in, man. He's going to get our Puff the Magic Dragon piece to the people that need to hear he grew it. Up, his mom knew Bob Dylan's mom in Clear Lake. Do you, he's got the inside track. <laughs> you want uh, Bob Dylan's email? <laughs> I wish. All right. By the way, if anybody out there, I do have Bob Dylan's email. B Dylan oh, at Gmail. You nice. know he got the first one. Or is it? Do you think Bob Dylan's email is B Dylan fourteen at Gmail? Oh yeah, he definitely didn't get Bob Dylan at Gmail because somebody already has it. He probably didn't even get fourteen. Right? It's probably way down the totem pole. Oh yeah, he's he, late to the game. He probably went Bob like, Dylan music. I would say he would probably went B Dylan or something like change the spelling of the last one or Bo Dylan. Drop Bo that B. What was his? What, didn't he change his name? Zimmerman. Oh yeah, he it's changed Bob his name. Zimmerman. Yeah, I don't oh. know if it's Bob or is it Jeff Zimmerman or something like. <laughs> his name's not even Bob. Robert Zimmerman. It may be Robert. So that's his. He didn't change his name from Bob Dylan to Robert Zimmerman. His name was Robert Zimmerman, and he's now Bob Dylan. (laughs) Yes, what I thought. Oh, I thought you meant like he got tired of the fame after sixty years, and he was like, "Just call me Jeff Zimmerman now," which is a (laughs) baller move. He should do that. He he mows lawns in the summer. He's like that Andy. He's like Andy Kaufman. Just, Uh just bussing tables. Bob Dylan, but Bob, that, I wouldn't hire Bob Dylan. I would write an, I would write a one on the back of his uh, resume because he's just too ornery to work in like a kitchen or on the floor. He'd be always he in the my weeds. Lawn, but oh. now it's full of cigarette butts. Yeah, just yeah. You you <sighs> never get a good tip, and if you're pooling the tips, you don't want Bob Dylan on the floor that night. Oh, you wouldn't hire him to bust tables. No way. Okay. So slow. And what are you gonna do? Tell Bob Dylan to. Hop to it. Snap at him. <laughs> oh, yeah. He'll take your fingers. <laughs> he'll bite your finger. He'd be too busy eating, <laughs> eating the queso dip. It's like the Return bag. of the King. He's going to nibble those fingers off your little Frodo hands. Oh, God. Oh, Casey. Uh, speaking of restaurants, and then pin uh, it back to three episodes ago when we were talking about restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a list I found. Notice it's on that classic receipt paper because mm-hmm. when yeah, I'm at oh, yeah. I'm at work when I was at work working at restaurants that's what you'd write on, and uh, this is totally unrelated to restaurants and I don't remember it, <laughs> but I wrote some kind of sketch about a restaurant. Do you want to yeah! hear it? Yeah. Uh, and it. then and then some of it is just uh, free balling, and this is or a- should we pin and record it? And then play it. Well, I hate to or tell you. not at that point? But there's nothing. It's not even concrete enough for a record. Okay. So I'll just, <laughs> just give roll. it to you. Uh, I think it's like a narrator. The It's on less space than you get from a, a CVS receipt. Yeah. Oh, it is very, very narrow. narrow. It, it's very conceptual. It's like a, it came out of a stock ticker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Boob sketch. <laughs> Top five points. Um, welcome to Broobs. Can I start you off with something to drink? Maybe a Titweiser or a Milky Mary? What's it? uh, Oh, and then I guess this is uh, the response. What's a Titweiser? Oh, that's a Buttweiser. Or a a Buttweiser. That was my own improv. It's already on pace. 
That's that's a Budweiser served in one of our traditional jugs. <laughs> oh, and I suppose the other one's just a Bloody Mary. Oh no, that's uh breast milk from our waitress over there, Mary. It's kind of gross. <laughs> no, it's it and it's kind of a Bloody Mary. I don't know where oh. that goes. It's gross. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, I guess we'll just have two buds, please. Um, all right, would you like to try our 12-ounce or our 24-ounce in our signature jug? Which is the second time the jug joke happened. Oh, boy. No, just the just the normal size is fine. Nipple, sir? What? Would you like nipples on your titwiser, sir? No, thanks. Oh, all right, two titwisers coming up. So that is the sketch. <laughs> All right. Boom. Done. Print. <laughs> Print it. Save it and shave it. Print it. All right. So Send that to Horny Lorny. Exactly. Get his whole <laughs> juice is flowing. So obviously I ran out of juice on that one, but I just uh-huh. had a little left in the tank just to make a list oh, of yeah, food, nothing beats a list. boob puns <laughs> or drink boob you're- puns. You're oh, working your way out of your, your hole. You hit a writer's block. You're like, I'm not sure where this is going, but what's on the menu? Yeah, let me just coast Like, what on can you get here? Food puns for a little bit. So here's my food puns, and they're, it's not looking- It's two-sided, I can see. Or it's not. It is two-sided. <laughs> oh, my God. And some of it doesn't, and obviously most of it's not going to make sense, but let's just roll down it. And when they don't make sense, if you guys could help me- um, so we have flapjacks, of course. Sure. We have rack of lamb. We have mm-hmm. founded by Celeste Biggins. I guess that's maybe an idea of who came yeah. up with the broobs. Sure. Yes. Nasty old Aunt Celeste. Nasty Aunt Celeste Making who's another stuck appearance. with me for 20 years now. In the jerk Oh, uh, she's faithful as ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We've got ham hocks. We have a banana Biggins split. I'll get ham hocks. <laughs> Um. Yeah. As far as the chest goes, I don't either. Sweater hog. It sounds. Mm. It sounds like you could apply it. Like if you we were having a, a untoward conversation, I'd be like, "Jack with the ham hocks on that lady." You'd be like, "Okay, I think he means her boobs." <laughs> but yeah, that'd, be, that'd be referring to the the bottom thigh, legs, thighs, right? Yeah. yeah, but sweater sweater pigs, you know. <laughs> 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 Guys, we shouldn't get caught up on ham hocks because sure, I'm telling sure. you, I'm, my eyes are s- slipping down the list and we're in a lot of trouble. Um, I ham got hocks is the least of our worries. Milk fed veal. Sure. Uh-huh. The momlet. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I don't know. Lumpy- it's a boob mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Just a, an omelet shaped like a breast. I guess so, but where's the mom coming? I guess because moms give milk, right? That's yeah, good. There it's, you go. It's a thinker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's a thinker. This one's not. We got uh, lumpy potatoes. <laughs> uh, this is a cheese pun, which doesn't have to do with breasts. It's just, can I have some cheddar sleaze, please? <laughs> <laughs> cheddar sleaze. <laughs> this one is a stretch. Can I get a side of bra, Coley? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but man. that's how it'd be written on the menu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is this... Guy Fieri's restaurant. This was maybe my idea for a real restaurant to get me out of the, like to really get <laughs> the, me on top the of the hill. <laughs> a... Good thing you didn't go that down that road. <laughs> I know. Because millennials these days. Exactly. We've got a chicken mamwich. 
Oh my god, ma'am, ma'am, like mammal, like mammary. Instead of back bacon, we've got rack bacon. These are. This is a long. This was a slow shift. This, this is horrendous. Yeah. Oh yeah. You went down a hole. Yeah. Like I have notes like that where it's like, God damn, you didn't have anything to do that day, did you? No. We've got tater tits. Yeah, every once in a while you pull out a classic. <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> I don't know why that just applied to that food. If I saw that on the menu, I'd be like, we're leaving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you brought your family to brooms, but Taylor Tits Already. brought you right over the edge. You had your titizer with your nipple on it. <laughs> I tried so hard to convince everyone to stay, and I say, oh, nope. Tater Tits, we're out of here. Tater Tits with a slide of cheddar sleeves, please? No, thanks. <laughs> uh, Juggalapenos, please? Oh, man. Eggs hanging on a nail. Uh, uh, I don't know this one. Melon? Melon Salaza? Melon Salsa? Salaza? Salad? No. We don't know this one. Melon something. Melon. Yeah, I got melon, though. There you go. Yeah. Gorgonzaga's cheese? Gorgonzaga's cheese? <laughs> oh, nice. my Gorgonzaga's. God. Gorgonzaga's tea- cheese? We got a double D-lish. A milkshake. Uh-oh, we're running out of ideas. As you, you might not have seen the audience. <laughs> we flipped it. We flip to the back. To the oh, but I see a good one on here. Oh, no. Milkshake. We've got a, instead of a basket of bread, I'm assuming this is a bosom of bread. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got a couple. All right. Is that um, one of them? Can I, can no. I get a, a nip-olean? Um, <laughs> this is put, this is going to put me right in the uh, anti-Chauvy, Tim, isn't it? <laughs> This is rough. Uh, we've got top heavy. I don't know why that says it on there. We've got chest nuts. Um, uh, boy, you got me out of the tin. <laughs> Can I get us uh, like? Casey. So this is a fruit pun. Can I get some pears? But like, not the fruit, but like, as in P A I R S. An A cup. Of fruit. <laughs> no. And then this is my favorite. This is the, 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 I went down the list and I'm coming back up. Can I get two floppy Joes, please? Oh, man. <laughs> See, this is not a bad idea. It, you can't, the sketch, it has to be a bad pitch sketch. Oh, yeah. Or like we read the menu of a bad restaurant. Yeah, I like to think. Obviously, as I read that to you, and as the, the my fellow jerks to my left and right understand where it was going, where it's coming from, the idiocy of it. Oh yeah, but now I'm so there's, removed from it. You there's can't gold even, in them nar jugs. Yeah, you can't. But you gotta work for it. <laughs> you can't even attach yourself to the <laughs> frame of mind you had to bend in to come up with something so beautifully stupid. Should I burn? I, it or keep I it? don't remember. Write what it up. we I'll write were it talking up. about, but there was a riff session. It was the three of us, and I don't remember why. I think we were talking about like a a biker gang or something, and it was the Jug Hogs. Yes, and it was like the two backs of pigs that kind of swayed out, and then the curly Q tail looked like a nipple, so it looked like 
the backs of the pigs' butts oh, okay. were the jugs, and then up top it was two pigs crossing arms, drinking out of like. God, jugs. I've seen that. Did you draw that, Henning? <laughs> did I? <laughs> I think either you we, drew a case or Henning drew it. We were. We were. It. I don't remember why we did it. We were probably working on something important, and then this derailed us, and we were just went back to like the back of the classroom where we're like passing the sketchbook around <laughs> trying to outdo each other with this design and that's all i remember was it was like it was a scene from mad men because we're like no 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 this is the design this is what you need <laughs> this I, is what's gonna just get, i feel like it probably accelerated or devolved a conversation like somehow involving biker gangs or like a punk gang and the sweat hogs we're in yes, Welcome Back, Cotter, probably, yeah. And I'm, a, I'm, I just somehow feel that somehow we ended up I on think, Jug yeah. Hogs and like Knowing a ridiculous gang. I, yeah, we just misspoke because it's funnier. And someone, you know, like with the old Jug Hogs. Oh boy. Um, anyway, speaking of, because I put a pin in earlier, and we've been talking about writing sketches and Louis C.K. Okay. If if either of you guys have Hulu. There's an amazing documentary they just released, and you have to search it because it's not on the front page. Uh-oh. It's called Too Funny to Fail, I... and it's about the Dana Carvey show. Yes. Oh, great. Just, the creation and- morning, actually. Did you watch it, Henny? Coincidentally. I was disappointed there was no SNL, so I had to find that. Real SNL fan lately, Henny. Yeah. Yeah, I like SNL. I'm excited it's back. Um, so yeah, Not all of you? the Dana, eight episodes of the Dana Carvey show are on Hulu, better. but the documentary Too Funny to Fail is fantastic. Mm. I mean, give the uh, listener a little insight into it. I know a little bit about it. I mean, it has some of the, like, uh, yeah. our generation's monumental comedians it, writing for it. Uh, mm-hmm. It on paper is the greatest comedy yeah. team Ever of seen. all time. Yeah, yeah. Like if you could pick history's greatest like it's better than the all-stars of snl either. oh wait a minute louis ck wrote for it right yeah that's so why we're getting on it. i got it louis ck was head writer on that oh he was yep. uh, him and schmeigel so it was basically Jesus. at the height of dana carvey's career Schmeigel. he was one of the longest running cast members on snl and mm-hmm. one of the most famous recognizable people so he left snl and the world was his oyster and people were like what are you going to do he got offered, he probably would have gotten, like, Conan O'Brien's spot. They wanted him to be a talk show host. Oh, interesting. Oh, God. But he didn't yeah. want to do, he didn't want to be on the hook for all those episodes all that time. A lot of work. So he he was still friends with Schmeigel because they were SNL guys. And he was like, I want to do a sketch comedy show. Like we had done before, but, like, no no rules, no boundaries. We can do whatever we want you can hire whoever you want mm-hmm. i have the cachet i'm going to use it like let's they basically wanted to bring back monty python like sure. that was their mm-hmm. thing it was like we're going to redo monty python just like stream of consciousness it's going to be weird it's going to be funny we're going to do whatever we want so the cast is dana carvey uh, robert schmeigel louis ck steve carell stephen colbert Bob Odenkirk. Oh, Jesus. David Cross. Oh, Jesus. I didn't forget. Charlie Kaufman. Kaufman writing. Oh, my God. Kaufman writing. Halfway through, uh, and I forget the name of the guy, but showrunner who's won an Emmy for like 30 Rock. Right. Carlock. Uh, 
Yeah, Carl. Yeah, and then like they got one of the big Seinfeld writers halfway through the season to come on board. Like to what? Did he come on board halfway through the season to save the season? Save <laughs> That's the show? what the, the the executives thought, but he was like, "I think the show is insane and awesome. Like, I'm not going to change a fucking thing." Yeah. So I guess no spoilers. It's joy work. I definitely want to watch it. We've talked about this a lot because I think, uh, not to badmouth anybody, and the documentary will probably get into it. Did the reason it kind of go under is because Dana Carvey didn't have the right. I'm I'm go- tiptoeing here. I'm restaurant. I I thought because I have since seen the show. Yeah, I watched it when we were still in Minneapolis. Yeah. We're like, I want to do sketch comedy. I watched the eight episodes because we. I, I was too, able yeah. to rent it. Yeah, and there's some really funny stuff in it. Yep. But as I remember, there's a lot of sort of like tip, like kowtowing for the the network, okay. which when I watched the show I didn't like, but in the context of the documentary, I go, oh, because. The show was primetime. It was uh, Coach something else. It was a Tuesday night, and this show was on after Home Improvement at 8.30. Yeah. Gotcha. This was like primetime. So they were following the highest rated show on TV. And as we know, it's fucking Home Improvement going into this fucking bananas, crazy, subversive sketch show. Right. It wasn't like the first sketch, like a breast milk sketch or something? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Bill Clinton. Oh, yeah, yes. With prosthetic nipples down his chest. Yep. I watched and that. And I love it. I watched that oh. live. When it came I out? I was there for the first episode, and, and that was the first sketch, and that, and that was... <laughs> Did you love it? My mom and dad didn't, didn't like it. I didn't like it either. We didn't watch it again, and I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> I oh, they were. I didn't get it from the first episode. Specifically, There's some great that bits. sketch. And they didn't. They yeah. do the next episode. They actually made fun of themselves because they, they uh, yeah. were have they were doing minute by minute Nielsen ratings, and then the second episode, yeah. Dana Carvey gets on and and does a chart like Ross Perot or something like about here mm. where we where Clinton unveils his nipples is you see the line of the. Nielsen ratings go straight down. Yeah. Oh, it was a live sketch show? Uh, well, there they... was some pre-taped stuff yeah. that they did, like video segments that oh. was all done before. But they filmed it in front of a live studio audience. Mm. So in like, I loved when we started first putting videos on YouTube, you get that second by second. Like YouTube used to let you figure out when people click off your video. Yeah, it's oh. after 20 seconds. Really? <laughs> I didn't know you could, I didn't know you'd get that. Can you still check because that diagnostic? You may be able to because our most viewed jerk practice video, and I think it's like 70,000 near 100,000 views. I think it's just about to click over 100,000. What is it? Uh, is a sketch called uh, Jerk Practice Girl Off. Uh, and if you think about it, if it you search girl, girl Jerk Off, yeah. that's the first thing that will come up. Sure. So people watch and go, Oh, there's a cute girl. Wait, what? Fuck this. Stop. It literally is 10 seconds into the video. It starts high and then just nothing. But what do you think you're going to get going to you? Like what kind of like only an old teacher with a leather jacket and a popped collar is like, I need to get my online pornography. I will go to this YouTube and type in girl jerk off. Like it's eight year old kids. You know what I mean? Like it's like just not. 
Uh, but yeah, no, too funny to fail is worth watching. I'm gonna check it out. O- Good call. Only if only for the segment where they show Schmeigel, Stephen Colbert, and Steve Carell, because none of them at the time realized what home improvement was, <laughs> and they show them a bumper from that night's home improvement into their show is the funniest thing. Yes. I've ever seen in my life. Just the way it's done, it's so absurd, and those guys cheese the fuck out. <laughs> it is so good. Yes, that was my favorite moment too. So did people that were work. So it's like these this ultimate like dream team. They should be on a dream team shirt. Mm-hmm. Did they enjoy yeah. their experience working on it? Or is that spoiler? Yeah, should sure. we just oh, okay? I always thought like they were having a blast. They all wanted. I wish this could go on forever. Gotcha. And. Because Carell and Colbert, the, the it was their right. first gig. Yeah. They're like, Dana Carvey is one of our heroes. He's mm-hmm. been on SNL forever. He personally got us to do the show. Like, we're set for life. Yeah, of course. This is it. The world's our oyster. They kind of were, right? Uh, I mean, it, after a little that, bit of hustle they, after that, I suppose. Uh, and Colbert mentions, like, he and Carell, like, had two separate ideas that they folded into one sketch. Yeah. That is probably one of the funniest sketches from the show. I think I know which one it is. Can I guess? And it's just the yeah. Is it when they go to different like drive up places, pay for the product and then drive away without taking it? Like a like it's a like a, a like a prank show. A prank? Yeah. Yeah, it's him and Dana Carvey, but the one that is Carell and Colbert is Waiters Nauseated by Food. Oh yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know about all these sketches. I, w- I was laughing as I'm watching this documentary. Like I oh, said, God. I quit after the Clinton nipples. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I should go back and watch these because the, them shits were funny after he came Man, back. Man, that fucking... There's a sketch that's so... I was like, oh, that's seared into my brain. Like, that is definitely my sensibility. It's called Grandma the Clown. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. It's just an old woman dressed as a clown. With a walker trying to impress these kids, but she's like, I'm so tired. <laughs> she like sits, it's so dark. It's so hilarious. Um, but yeah, joy work. Check it out. Too I funny to fail. I'm surprised you it's... guys, there was no strawberry cough on the menu. I figured like have a little toot off the special K and then the whole family enjoys some <laughs> nipple comedy and some subversive s- comedy subversive com- was it because they not were going after, after no, the I mean, libs not after tool time baby not after tim the tool man i mean yeah the the sketches that came after were subversive and and genius but i actually agree with my mom and dad now that that the nipple yeah. sketch just isn't funny oh yeah it's not it's just stupid they play it and Ashley, like, they show a pretty good clip of it. And it's funny because it, all the setup is them. And I was like, oh, I love this shit. Like, that comedy writer's room. Like, them fighting tooth and nail. Like, to the point of where people yeah. probably were close to not being friends anymore. Arguing about what sketch should, should go first. And sure. there was a Bill Clinton nipple camp. And then there was this other sketch camp. And they were just... At each other's throats. Oh, Dino Stampanopoulos was on the part oh of the show God. as well. Yeah, wow. Um, but one thing that made me realize is like Dana Carvey got offered to do the show. Like he wanted to do it on HBO, oh. but people had were like talked him out of it. 
and I was like, oh, fuck, that show would have been on forever. It was on HBO, but then we would have never gotten Mr. Show. I was just thinking the exact same thing. Because it had two-thirds of Mr. Show on it already. Yeah. And that's the concept. And as soon as you said, it's like it's like that's some live and recorded bits put together in front of a live studio audience. That's what makes Mr. Show so great is that combination. I mean, that's not the only thing, but that's part of it. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, and even- it's the same thing when uh, Bob Odenkirk was at SNL. He's like... Eh, that sketch is a little too good for SNL. I'm back. He even that did one. that. He did that for a couple sketches from Dana Carvey's show. Sure, he did. Rewatching the commentary, he was like, "This was. I didn't want to use this on Dana Carvey. Like, I needed to save it." Yeah, <laughs> he knew. Yeah. He knew the ship was sinking <laughs> while he's there. One of the few, you think? I just think he was lower on the totem pole, so he he would get less control over his idea. Mm. Yeah, it's just like he grew to hate. Uh, he just didn't want to see Dana Carvey um, do it. Bob Odenkirk created the Chris Farley "Man Down by the River" motivational speaker sketch. Oh, Matt Foley. Matt Foley. Matt Foley. And he grew to hate that sketch because if you go back and watch when they originally they first did on stage at Second City, it's it's like more about like like this like insane guy and and it's more about the dialogue and then eventually it just became all about the Pratt Falls yeah. and look at fat, mm-hmm. funny fat yeah. guy fall down. And yeah. Bob Odenkirk hated that shit because he's like, no, Chris Farley was way funnier than that. He'll only be remembered for dancing on uh, the Chippendale sketch and, and yeah, all that yeah. shit. Tables. Um, guys, I got something I've dug out. All right. And it's interactive. Dipping back behind the hot rod god folder once again. Let's dig under real quick. Just a just a visual for Casey. <laughs> this is. I'll put this up on the blog. Don't you reveal what it. it is. Don't reveal what I it won't. is. I can't say. Honk. But I think no, that's of course my sweater. <laughs> of course you can say. Otherwise we're in, uh, we're hated. I have a signed headshot. From the hypnotic blue-eyed Mitch Rose. Oh, yeah. Goodness gracious. Very distracting. I had to bury it under a bunch of other papers. Henny legitimately put it under papers because it's too piercing. (laughs) The man, the myth, the hunk, Mitchell Larry Rose. Killing it. Just turned 40. You'd never tell. How old do you think Mitch is in this picture? 30. 30? Over, under? Uh, Maybe a little over 30, but definitely early 30s. It's a good headshot. He looks the same. Oh, yeah. He does look the same, honestly. Uh, what, what's a what's a what's a pun instead of black don't crack rose don't shows rose, rose don't shows <laughs> shows oldness rose don't shows olds so apparently guys of all the iterations of of jerk practice now I'm cutting into what I found part of what we talked about was making a magazine I have in quotations here a zine mm-hmm. What and I so I've made a nice little list uh, on uh, old notebook paper. What jerk practice the zine needs? Five pages equals twenty pages front and back. Listed one to twenty. Oh boy, oh this is gonna be rough. Uh, I don't get what that means. Five pages equals twenty pages front to back. Henning, I no idea. Five. What does that mean, equals... Casey? Oh, because I one page. You're... One eight by eleven folded would equal four. Oh, four true, pages, I guess. Yeah. So oh, oh, wow, that's good thinking. Five times four. 
Uh, boy. Uh, let's see. Cover. It needs a cover. Uh, <laughs> it, it should have the title. It should be a catching headline. It should tell us the contents of the magazine. This is going to be embarrassing. <laughs> what a, what any The definition of a cover? Basically, we're defining covers and what pages mean. Staples. That's uh, got to that, be on there. And that pages should be numbered. Oh, good call, good call. Uh, the, page two should have a comic, i.e. Chasey and Layson, which is a comic that we talked about, which was just a set of butt cheeks and a pair of shoelaces <laughs> that interacted with each other. Jesus. Yeah, I have that drawing still. And then it has, Casey, you did a, or both, I forget who, Casey, you we all, uh, you did a comic called Husband and Wife, which is so great. Oh, Husband, Oh, Wife. Yes. Oh, Husband, yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. Wife, uh, yes, which yes. is uh, a parody of, what was that comic, The Loghorns or something? The, the Lockhorns. Oh, yeah. Can you send me a, that's a, it's just a, it's, it's what the Lockhorns really were, which are just. The most miserable. Yeah, it was just yeah. It, it, it's the, well, I hated the the comic strip, and it was one of the only ones in like the New York Post, and it's just like a dumpy, fat old sort of art crammed in guy, always making a joke at his wife's expense or vice versa. Like, you know, take my wife, please. So I, my idea was just like take that to the darkest place. It's just like a basically like a sadness haiku. Like if these yeah. people were. Uh, yeah, I'll send you send you those. So then it just gets even more basic than ever. Page three is current events. There should be a something of the week. This was going to be weekly. Yeah, right. Uh, there should be an interview with the... Co- oh, all right. All right. Now then the, the other page makes sense. So eventually it lists things. Things of note. Contributors. Stories. Uh, illustrated jokes, which is actually a funny idea, putting our sketches to illustration. The problem is you so have to illustrate it. More comics. More comics. Um, but one says an interview with a comic, and on the other side, I have the questions for the interview, which was called The Ten. And I think it's uh, a bit artsy, a bit like probably a... too artsy, a little too thinkery. But uh, I'll, I'm going to hit you guys with it. And uh, and this is The Ten. Are you ready? Do it in a James Lipton. <laughs> oh, let me think of James Lipson. Lipson. Or That's me. Will Lipson. Ferrell doing Lipton. Uh, uh, let's see. King Lord. All right, there's your... <laughs> the 10. No, I don't have... Let's, oh, my God. It's even worse when you're like, start it and stop it. The 10. What name would you rather have than your own? Casey Van Heel. <laughs> That's good. Ooh, that is a good one. Um, gotta go back to a classic, Regal Monroe. Ooh, good one. Very good. <laughs> Mr. Henning K, also known as H-Bomb, animator extraordinaire, known for gut guy, animated pubes on MTV, <laughs> and the great Coca-Cola commercial in the vending machine. Uh-huh. I ask you, what name would you rather have then your own answer. Uh, Greg? He said Greg. Delightful. Greg Stone? Oh, Greg Stone. Uh, I can't keep that up, nor should I. Um, that was good. That's what I was saying was good. Your James Lipton was good. Not the list? Not the first question? My opening question? I clearly <laughs> thought about this one. Not quite as long as Broobs, but... Uh, <laughs> 
Question two makes me angry already because it just says one word? Question mark. <laughs> Casey Van Heel. One word. Just one word. Oh, oh that is like a restaurant? Restaurant? <laughs> H bomb? Uh, tangerine. Hold on to it. Henning. Yep. <laughs> tangerine in front of you. <laughs> He's just looking at things he sees. He's just singing about things he sees. <laughs> When's the last time you applied? Ooh, this is a good one. I'm I'm excited to hear this one. I ask you number three. When's the last time you applied advanced math in your life? Advanced <laughs> mathematics. Oh, applied shit. it to your life as we know it. What do you mean by advanced mathematics? I don't because know. Because we did just figure out the whole page count thing. That's pretty advanced. That works for me. Yeah, that broke five page, <laughs> twenty page, five pages into twenty. It's a good story problem to solve. Yeah, but that's not advanced mathematics. That's basic arithmetic. I would say trig is advanced <laughs> mathematics. I don't even know what that is. I don't think I've ever taken that class. Does it have to? Do I with was guns? at work. <laughs> I was at work, and uh, there was a, a young kid who was working to get like finish his degree like he was just new to the country and he was working on his homework and this was back in new york and he had a question about basic geometry and it was you know that diagram of a plus b equals c yeah and he was like can you help me with this what does this mean cold sweat <laughs> clammy hands couldn't figure it out if you put a gun in my mouth and we're like figure this out or we'll shoot you i'd be like i can't do it and then I thought my reaction was so funny. I was I was gonna like, I want to know if if everybody else is in the same boat as me. And I took it around the restaurant. To everybody working there were just like, <laughs> and to his credit, a guy I work with, his name was Mark. Went no fuck you, take my tables, and like went and sat down because he was determined. He was like, I know, I know how to do this, and he figured it out. And we're we, you know standing ovation. <laughs> do you need? But you can. Use computers now for it, right? You can yeah. use pewters for it. Use your phone. It's if you turn it on its side, it turns into an advanced calculator. <laughs> that's but that's where they scumbag you. They say show your work. How many of you guys did some fancy legwork and showing your work? Some... I made it so goddamn complicated to follow. <laughs> I said, "Oh, you didn't. You couldn't follow this." Oh, I see where you. Got mixed up following my line of logic of me showing my work because the the answer is right, Professor. Right? The answer is correct. Yeah, this is the you work take I'm 20 showing. Minutes how I got there to decipher my nonsense, presented. or you could just mark it correct. <laughs> <laughs> that was my last math teacher. I had to take statistics because I had to take one math class in college, and uh, his name was Giancata, and he wore latex gloves the entire time. <laughs> Just a set of medical gloves. I think because he thought the marker from the marker board would leach into his skin. He's got so many other problems. Though. <laughs> yeah, advanced math isn't one of them, though. He knew marker board disease. And the thing about advanced math, I call bullshit because you know what you need for advanced math on your own question. No, not on my question. My question's good because it proves the point. When's the last time you had to use advanced math? Twasn't. <laughs> you don't it, it wasn't ever it's not it's not realistic and advanced math i'm calling i'm listing it because you know what advanced math needs a calculator 
You have to spend all this fancy money on a graphing calculator to do advanced math. I can follow directions. I passed that class because I can follow how you want to put all these complicated things into a calculator to get an answer, Mm -hmm. to get a mean or median advanced math. Nice. Terminology. So you, to, okay, to get a bell you curve, get a G. fine. <laughs> you get a good. Now I got to change my gloves before I shake your hand. But no theory behind it. No, there's not. Th- I mean, that's I guess the, there's probably people that can do math in their head. Einstein's. I well, call that's them. not the measure of it. The measure of if you understand it is if you can apply it on, you know, in a word problem or something or in, in an everyday situation without the instructions. You Two trains are traveling. The same speed, one from Boston, one from Wisconsin. They're both Wisconsin. One, they're both going to the same <laughs> restaurant in Chicago to order titwisers. Who's going to have their nipple on their titwiser first? Apply it. Okay. Wisconsin. We, Wisconsin, it's when we cleaned out. <laughs> That's more of a geography problem. When we cleaned out Ashley's dad's home, like he had a few master's degrees. Like he has, a, he had a master's in physics. Yeah. So he knew how to do all that shit without a graphing calculator. Oh, okay. And we have like his, we kept some of it, like his giant slide ruler that he would use for these equations. Cool. It looks like an ancient piece of alien technology. Sweet. Like that's how little I know about math mm-hmm. is I should be throwing yak bones at it like the monkeys from 2001 <laughs> because I'm just like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> like it means something, but I don't know what it means. Can you use a... Uh... Uh, there's like the abacus too, right? Mm-hmm. Just the county beads. Sure. I like the way that looks. Form of the calculator. Is the abacus still used anywhere? Or is it too spicy to think that, you Probably know, not. they're still teaching with an abacus, you know, <laughs> over there. I wouldn't be oh, David Cross territory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ching chong, bing bong, you? David Ooh. Cross is all the modern? <laughs> Oh, I didn't. It was him. He said it. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you can. He can say it gently in your ear as you slither it next to him into you that old anti-chovy can. <laughs> Seal it up. Throw away the accent. key. He didn't say it as a redneck, Casey. So banned. I don't know that he know. didn't either. That's uh, that's fake news, man. Fake news. You can't go. Well, I said it with an accent. <laughs> I I say things with accents. Ugh. That means laugh. All right, we're on uh, number four. Hold on to your answers, by the way. Where do you see Where do you see yourself in one week? <laughs> That's an original question. <laughs> one week. One week. Uh, recording a podcast again, I guess. Oh yeah, we'll see. It's you one week from today. Have a good night, Court. We're going to Six Flags. That's right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of October, Henny, we're going to what is it called? Six Flags Great Adventure. Spooks Flags or something? <laughs> they switch it up to a Shop. haunted house. Ooh, I'm making room in that can for you, New Jersey's finest. What did I say? Spook. Oh, <laughs> but I said flags next to it. Oh, that's burning even worse. ones. Stars and bars. <laughs> That's what I call the Confederate flag because it's such a jerk flag. Let's jerk flag fly. <laughs> Henny's going to Six Flags, Casey. You're recording a podcast. Now's the now's where we get thinky. What was the meaning behind your answer for question two? I guess we know Henning's <laughs> reason. <laughs> we we got it. Yeah. Because a tangerine was in front of me. 
<laughs> Casey, what did you say? Restaurant. Oh, I guess we know the meaning behind that one. We're all we a little probably literal. figure that out. We're all a little. Literal it's just today. on my mind. Breasts and <laughs> restaurants always. Oh my god, these. This is making me uncomfortable. Worst fear. Hmm. Let it fly, gang. It's a new. It's 2020. It's not. It's it's the 21st <laughs> century, isn't it? 22nd. 21st. 21st. Open up that chest. Let it fall out. Heteronorms be damned. Worst fear. If you say roller coasters, I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> Snakes. If you say getting called out on a hashtag me too tweet, <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> Did someone get called out on a me too? Oh, I'm sure. Matt Damon, right? He should get called out on a hashtag me don't want to go see the wall. <laughs> I hate, I talk about cb c-bong territory that movie is un. they fight baby dragons yeah but like you can't just give matt damon a braided ponytail and say he right. led the chinese wall revolution if that was a thing <laughs> uh, you know, i mean it's as as bad in my mind as how i i personally think What's a word? I guess appropriation. Like, there's no reason Tom Cruise no, should yeah. be the lead in the last samurai movie. That's insanity. That, that well, movie is yeah. a little wonky. <laughs> it's a, it doesn't, to say the very least. Was, Not up to snuff? I thought it was plot-wise justified in that case, because he was actually an English guy or a white guy coming over there. Yeah, but why does he get to, to learn the last samurai? Sam- the saving samurai. Whereas there is no reason for Matt Damon to be on the wall. He's leading the revolution. The wall revolution. That's my thing about The Last Samurai. It was like, there's no fucking way Tom Cruise survives that samurai assault. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, like, he doesn't live to the end. And if he does, like, he gets the full suit of armor. He kills ninjas. He literally helps kill ninjas. I don't buy it. He's got no training. He's just a drunk American who can, he like, Stonewall Jackson wouldn't have fared any better. Uh, He's one of the greatest generals of the Civil War. So He's not going to fight a ninja. Into battle with his left arm up high, so he let the blood flow better or something, right? <laughs> he really did. He rode into no, battle with that's... one of his arms raised high because it brought more oxygen to his brain or something. He was. A I coo- do love that ab- about the Great Wall. Is like no one can look past the fantasy. It's like they are fighting dragons. But he, Matt Damon's there. <laughs> I believe in dragons, but I don't believe in a white guy from Boston defending the ramparts of the Great Wall. Do you think it's, it's just a bad movie? It just looks off? like a bad movie. Uh, hashtag me don't. Want to see it? Me don't. Strictly for the wall? <laughs> what is this me don't business? All right. I think that's a bit pandering. A bit uh, uh, un- unfortunate. It's, appro- it's appropriating. Oh, That's we're appropriating. Me too. It's whitewash. Ooh. Is the term for white wa- whitewashing that yeah. Great Wall? Mm-hmm. There's that great scene, that Huck Finn scene, where Matt Damon's giving the old <laughs> Great Wall of <laughs> China a big old slab. He of comes white all paint. those Mongolian warriors into painting the Great Wall, and then Matt Damon sneaks around him, grabs his boob, his breast from behind, and goes, "Keep washing that wall." And then Tarantino's on the other side of the wall, and he says, I didn't see nothing. <laughs> I ain't seen nothing. Because <laughs> that's how he talks. I'm going to go <laughs> sleep in a whiskey barrel. So we, we got worst fear was what? That movie? Oh, the Me Too. Maybe. 
No. I don't know what my... What's a, what's a big fear? Death. <laughs> I don't know. The Reaper. <laughs> the Reaper, man. I fear something saying something wrong and being called out on social media. Yeah. Oh, we got some... So there's deep spice in your history. No. Watch out for those hard drives, Henning. Uh-oh. Don't let him get a hold of it. No, I don't think so. I See, Henning, if you only say offensive stuff, the then everyone stops paying attention. <laughs> Then I I'll, mean, I, I say it fair. in a southern accent all the time. <laughs> I should. I mean, I my foot it lives in my mouth. My foot's my tongue because of this, <laughs> like this podcast. Like, of course, like anybody. Hashtag my foot's of, my tongue. Like I've said, my foot's my tongue. Anything out of context of this podcast, it's <laughs> that's it. And and what is the context? The context is I'm an idiot on a podcast. Is that fair game for a context? questionable my foot's my tongue and eventually they're gonna (laughs) hang me by it all right this is even worse number seven biggest hope Ooh, these are too deep for a comedian (laughs) i know oh my god they and by the way they don't get lighter oh my no they do oh my god i don't even know what number 10 (laughs) means but it's uh, it's These bad. Are questions for younger comedians. Yeah, with that still we're have dogs that still have that, hopes that haven't seen Louis C.K.'s old <laughs> turtle cock coming at him. We're from an we're from an older generation. We enjoyed the Great Wall. We're from a different time. Is hope dead? I guess I wrote this probably when Obama it's was hope in dead. office. <laughs> that raspberry smolted it, smothered it out. That last flame. He's jizzing <laughs> on the Capitol steps. <laughs> He's making old lady, lady, labia liberty watch. <laughs> oh, gross! It is gross. Uh, number eight. I'm not even giving you guys a chance to answer. Uh, I expect your a- a- answers written, written in an email. All right. <laughs> I want you to th- to stew on them. That's why it was a magazine. I give this interview. I give time to get back. Number eight. What's something positive? it's the 10 it's labeled the 10 baby and it ain't the top 10 tangerines are love them stop looking at fruit henning unless it's Uh, a pear (laughs) p-a-i-r hashtag me don't me don't me me don't (laughs) me don't i'm saying that about that movie uh god it gets worse fellas i I don't expect if you want to pop an answer out at some point number nine tell us something (laughs) 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 oh my my, i'm sweating under the arms my fists are clenched oh they're too these are too thoughtful of questions but they're to be asking like they're also not thoughtful at all no i know they're just like they're (laughs) meant to be thoughtful but they're just vague yeah, like they're dreams. so vague. It's Have like you're them? trying to trap someone, really. <laughs> yes, exactly. yeah. This is like what the CIA asks people before they ask you if they want to be a terrorist. Exactly. <laughs> drink your tea, drink your acid-laced tea, and I'll ask you, biggest hope? <laughs> I'm going to jump out that hotel's window. And then number 10, light or dark? Meat? Dark. I think maybe it's meat, maybe it's coffee, maybe it's an attitude. It's so much. If it's there, Star bro. Wars, I'm going so dark side, it. baby. 
this this list was made by Gary of of Mary Paul and Gary or whatever the hell that name was. <laughs> this he, guy's tooting on Jays. He's seen some dark. Oh, these are the questions that Harvard doctor asked Ted Kaczynski that yeah. drove him insane. Oh my god, that's so incredible. Have you seen that, Henry? Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. Unabomber. Well, I do. These could be, like you were saying, questions you ask a serial killer if you're going to profile him. Should I Kemper him? Yeah. Who's a good serial? It is. It's like I send these to like Dom- Blade oh, Runner. Dahmer's dad. The Blade Runner. There's a. It's like one, well, like dude, that's how so you, you figure out if you're an, an android or not. You just ask them these questions. These are perfect. Like, what do you what do you mean? What do you mean a turtle? <laughs> it explodes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I will it. send this to the DC sniper, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll see what He's response I get. What about uh oh Gary Ridgeway? Is Gary Ridgeway still around? Maybe. Oh, we got the we got the big Kahuna Manson. <gasps> BTK. Nah, he doesn't need the. Uh, I'm done doesn't with need him. the press. Oh, we still got hashtag Manson. me Manson. don't. I don't hashtag <laughs> BTK hashtag me don't. <laughs> what do you guys? You guys think you're really taking a stand here? Throwing <laughs> yeah. a hard line. <laughs> I'm taking a hard line against BTK restaurant and every no BTK no binding no, no torturing binding, no, no tip wisers no, <laughs> no Kahuna burgers I don't know I don't know so but I the the thing I fear about this is with BTK or a Manson you just end up with a ten page letter front and back they oh, go yeah. real mm-hmm. deep you give them too much too much breathing room on these answers and they just won't quit. They're sending the elastic from their underwear in there just to sweeten the pot. <laughs> please write back, please. Oh God. Oh man. That's that's what I got on that, fellas. That what this ended up the uh Oh, I have a screenplay, but we'll save it. <laughs> what else do I have? Oh my god, we uh, we... we also pinned Black Rage. Oh, we for pinned later. Black Rage. Alright. Mm. For those of you out there outraged at Mm -hmm. our conversation about Black Rage, let me just say right off the bat. Was there a groundswell of opposition? I don't think so. (laughs) But this is this this podcast is preserved for posterity. So once, you know, our listenership hits that same girl jerk off listenership, they'll have that conversation. So I'm talking to into the future. Um very wrong about Black Rage. Penning was right on his spicy, uh, spicy um, assertion that Greer Everyone's Black is African American, and uh, he is, uh, and oh. so is Price. David Allen mm. Greer Senior. <laughs> David Allen Greer Senior was so. This is. I was right. I am cool for having it on my shelf <laughs> because it is Black Rage. We're outraged. Me. Mm-hmm. The Black Race of 1968. That was spicy. <laughs> You're never supposed to say anything along those lines. But this is like the pre. I was reading about it online because why would I read it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll read it. I'll IMDb it. Henning came over and he saw this sitting on the table. He went, oh, you did that research on Black Race? I said, oh, no, I didn't. Here, let me look up a review. And I found Greer's <laughs> obituary. Uh, oh, no. To which he was a very prominent uh, sociologist. This was like the first sociological study about, um, and if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to episode 66, about how 
it's not like like people leading up to this still were like, well, it's like innate quality traits within the African American yeah. that makes them act a certain way. I'm well, I mean, speaking they all read as the them. Log. It sounds like I'm speaking as me, tongue in foot, mouth disease. But um, <laughs> but he was the first person that's like, no, it's all economy. It's all behavior, like situational based behavior that is be- creates this cycle. So we opened to spicy pages and out of context, and in we the vernacular the first... of 1968, it doesn't sound wonderful. We just read the first lines of it, and they were horrible, but I think the very next sentence is... Wonderful. These are examples of what... Wrong wrong examples of white what white people say about... Exactly. Hennig's doing his southern accent apologist. Oh. We didn't read it in a southern accent. You didn't get it. For us. Last episode. Well, I'm the one who owns the book. Don't apologize for me. I've been hip and cool and uh, woke and on the level since I was 14, and I bought this at a library to fit in. Unconsciously woke. Unconsciously woke. That's you. He didn't know So, joy work out there. I can't recommend this book enough, Henning. (laughs) Yeah, give it a read. Black Rage, y'all. Black Rage, y'all. Go back to his... Learn what we were thinking about race in 1968. The forefront. The forefront, the start. Oh, we should do a shout out to the someone with the blackest amount of rage, JP Classic Verno. Happy birthday. Oh, Verno. yeah. Verno is filled with black rage. He was telling me that yesterday. Happy birthday. Should we sing it to him? <laughs> happy, happy birthday. You're full of black rage. Happy, happy birthday. We hear you love Nick Cage. Happy, happy birthday. A spicy joint. And brew. Happy, happy birthday, happy, Jerk ha- Practice Podcast to you. Spicy joint uh-huh. and brew. My mind's in the gutter. It's on substances. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> my brain will never be fixed. I need to go to Hypnomark. Sorry. I keep, I feel like a prop comic. I, this is the carrot top of podcasts because I just have things that keep the conversation rolling. I got a business card once seven years ago from a guy named Hypno Mark. He's a hypnotist named Mark, named himself Hypno Mark. He does comedy stage, personal improvement, corporate events, parties, and celebrations. Marshall the power of your mind because his name is Mark Marshall. Hypno Mark. Marshal the power of your mind. Uh, I will say something that ties in. It happened to me this week, and it made me so angry. And it shouldn't have, but it was just the context. And you, you like, there is these two guys that come in every now and then, just young kind of broy guys. Like they're fine. Yeah, um, it's been a long night, and they're like some of the last customers in the bar, and they're sitting there talking, and the one guy who's just he just. He just annoys me. It's not his fault. He just is annoying to me. He's like, hey, hey. I was like, yes. You want to see a magic trick? And I was like, okay. So he just proceeds to do this really awkward, bad magic trick where he's explaining it to me, but he sounds like he's condescending to me. Sure. And basically the trick was there's three pogs, basically. There's a, a, a circle, a square, and a triangle. Gotcha. But he takes a really long time to explain it. And he's like, okay, mix him up. Oh, wait, I was looking. I don't want you to think I'm cheating. Mix him up again. And I'm just like, get to the point. And he's like, so you believe in free will, right? 
And I was like, God damn it. I'm just annoyed, but I've already commit to this magic trick. So I, he's like, pick, pick one of these. That's yours. Pick one for me. And then that one goes in the bag. So it's just this intense. And I'm like, okay. And then he forgets there's another part that has to do with a piece of paper. So he's like, oh, hey, I forgot. So there's this piece of paper. I'm going to set it right here. You have seen me and I haven't read it. And I was like, I am getting so supremely annoyed. So anyways, to get to the point of the thing, he's like, do you want to switch your pogs? And I was like, sure. Do you want to switch again? And I was like, no, can we? So then he goes through the whole thing of the magic trick and reveals he opens the paper and it's and it has to do with free will. So you believe in free will. And basically he has the triangle and I have the square. His trick proves that free will doesn't exist. And I got so mad that he got it right. Oh, <laughs> like it's not a skill. It's a trick for a reason. But I felt like what it must have felt like in like 1810. I was like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. I thought he <laughs> He's was the devil. I thought he was going to, like, with all the free will talk, I thought he was going to take it one more level and open the page, and it's some treaties from John Payne or something, and it's like, see? <laughs> this is what he said. And it's like, a cute, it's like a cutesy trick, but he was just so bad at it, it made me angry. Like, if it was an eight-year-old kid, I would have been like, it's adorable. You wanted him to fail at a certain point. because I did. I was like, to- you're a buffoon. You're going to fuck this up. I'm smarter than you. I'm not going to lose. Wait, I lost. <sighs> so, yeah, bad magic. Uh-oh. Hashtag me don't. Hashtag me don't. Like me a- get quiet. Me binky. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I have, I have, I have nothing of, 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 once, once the stack gets low, it's time to, uh. I mean, all right, one last one, and then Henning, I hope you thought of something good. Maybe it's going to be an answer to a question to close it. We all know, for those of you that lived in New York, and probably many of you that don't, the New York Post comes up with the best cover page titles. Mm -hmm. And so when I worked at the bar, I would pick up the New York Post, the New York Times, hide the New York Times from my Chauvy boss. And then the Daily News, and if it was a good headline, I would clip it, because I'm a hoarder. And this one was a good headline, in good by meaning insensitive and gnarly. So our friend, and I'll, I'll let you guys guess, we're on the quiz mode. Our friend, uh, oh, I don't have the date, but uh, David Carradine, when he passed away. Yeah. You know um, how he uh, ended up, his demise. Yes. Was suicide. Right. Familiar. Dick in his hand, neck in a noose. Neck and a noose, exactly. So, gentlemen, one guess each. What do you think the New York Times title was? Hung Fu. Wow. Nicely done, Case. It's Hung Fu, oh, baby. No way. Nicely yes. done. Carradine's suicide mystery. Hung but he Fu. wasn't. It was an autoerotic yeah. mistake. Oh, yeah. It wasn't a mystery at all, was it? No. Was the mystery of whether he was jerking <laughs> off or just depressed? They always he make that himself a mystery. With his pants off? There's no mystery <laughs> it's to never it. A mystery. Why would he do it? He didn't really. He didn't mean to. <laughs> right. He dropped the lemon. Yeah. He was hot <laughs> off. Yeah. Kill Bills. He's got no reason to hang himself. He had a tangerine instead of a lemon. He was colorblind. <laughs> it's too sweet. It's not waking me up. It's just making me more happy. 
<laughs> that fucking moron. We caught him with a tangerine in his mouth. That's a metaphor for something. <laughs> he didn't hang him, so he just choked on that tangerine. Sucking on sweet citrus fruits. <laughs> life was given him lemons. He and ended he up with a tange. Jerked off in a closet. When life gives you lemons, jerk off in a closet. That's an hour. No, no way, man. Hashtag me don't. Hashtag me don't ending. Happy birthday, Johnny. Oh, there you go. Happy birthday, Johnny. And now let's write a salacious hashtag me too. Let's implicate him. Oh, we should. Sorry, John. Sorry, John. You had a good run. (laughs) It's over. Welcome to the anti-Shovey bucket, buddy. There's plenty of room in this tin for you. <laughs> oh, it's a big tin, gentlemen. It's a big tin. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. All right, there it was. Episode 68. Uh, let me think. Uh, we recorded it a while ago, but oddly enough, a lot of stuff is still pertinent, you showbies. Uh, let's see, what didn't fit? Oh, it's, uh, happy belated birthday, Johnny. You're in the tin, baby. Uh, what else? My laptop, laptop broke. So if anybody has good, uh, suggestions for a affordable, uh, but quality laptop, let me know. And also I have a very infected tattoo, or rather a tattoo that looks like my face when I went through puberty, uh, covered in little pimples. If anybody has suggestions on how you deal with that, that's real fun. I feel like I'm getting blood poisoning. Uh, what else? Uh, if you like this podcast, go back and listen to other episodes as well as our other podcast. Have a good night, Court. Available on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I didn't like how I just said that last part. Ugh, God. Down here, itching. Down here, ch- here. Down here, itching in the South Carolina hit. Uh, and I'm about to see Johnny in like an hour as plane lands, which is a real treat. Uh, oh my God, where am I going? I'm not editing. I'm not editing. Um, we have a blog, jerkpractice.com, and we have a Facebook at the Jerk Practice now at Jerk Practice Pod. Uh, that's it, man. That's enough. Here, listen to. I'm sure it's going to be somebody doing the ten. I'm not quite sure who. Anyways, uh, handing safe flight back from Belize. Uh, if you're listening to this, it sure was. All right, and we're back. We're doing the ten. We're doing the list. We have a we have a special guest. Um, uh, I guess I guess you'll be you'll be revealed on the first question. Okay, just quiet. All right, number one. What name would you rather have than your own? Megan Lindsay, of course, or maybe a Chinese name like Wen, as in, when will this be over? All right, well, now you know who it is. Great. Number two, Megan's one word, shit, as in, this podcast is shit. I, I get it. We all get it. All right. Number three, uh, when's the last time you applied Ooh, advanced math in your life. Now! Really? Yes. Like, now, how long would it take me to get as far away from this interview as possible? To the tenth degree. Yeah. I think I think I know where all these questions are going. Anyways, 
Uh, where do you see yourself, Megan's, in one week? Hmm. One week. As in, one could say this question is weak. Well, no. I... All right. Moving on. Uh, what, oh, jeez. What was the meaning behind your answer to question two? All right. You already explained that. We don't we need to know that one. This podcast is shit. Right, right, right. Worst fear? Second worst, same as the first. I fear that someone might hear... Wait, let me do that again. I fear that someone might hear me on this turd. Word? Uh, all right. That seemed... That one seemed a little different than your usual stick. Shtick. Uh, you struggling a bit there, Megan's? <laughs> Biggest hope. I hope you already know where I'm going with this one. Yeah, yeah, we all do. Gotcha. Uh, Megan's, what's something positive? My brain doesn't compute with this question. Doot, doot, doot. Robot test. Maybe, huh? Interesting, Megan's, interesting. Number nine. Tell us something. Thor was no boar, the Ragna, it did rock. Oh, well, you saw that? All right, that's good to know. It was good, all right. That's kind of a positive answer, too. Hmm. Two for one. All right, last question. Light or dark? Dark! On my New York scale of stink, I give this list three Lincoln Logs, two Sweater Hogs, and one Demigogs. Which is me, Lindsay Meggins. This list was shit, and when makes the rules. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Wait, I don't love you. They love you. I hate them.